Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and Liverpool fan Ewan Patterson from What Culture Football. Here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into this, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. As I said, though, joined by Liverpool fan Ewan Patterson to talk all things Liverpool and whether or not they can retain their Premier League title. Uh, Ewan, Liverpool are Premier League champions, of course. How does that feel? It's a bit of a relief, but also really warm and humid and muggy. And I'm either describing the situation in my flat right now or the feeling of just uh, of, of um, forebodingness over the next season. No, I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm, I'm, the main sense when we won it was relief and mm. excitement and, you know, all that. And going into next season... Definitely not taking anything for granted whatsoever. No illusions over the fact that City probably have the strongest squad overall. You know, they've already gone out and spent, what, 40 million on Nathan Ake uh, from Bournemouth. Um, we've just signed Kostas Samikas from Olympiakos for, I believe, about 11 million pounds. So, you know, clear areas to improve in the squad. And it looks as though, well, not improve, but, you know, certainly areas to address in terms of limitations, in terms of depth that's certainly being made right now. But yeah, no, I'm optimistic for the season ahead um, and just taking everything one game at a time. That's football, isn't it? Just mm. very exciting, very happy to have the success we've had over the past year and just see where it goes now. Now, a lot of people are obviously saying that you're not proper Premier League champions or not proper Premier League winners unless you can retain that title. Uh, you mentioned City there. Uh, I've argued in previous videos that we could see the likes of Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, uh, possibly competing this season. But I think you'd have to say that it is probably going to be between Man City and Liverpool. Uh, how are you feeling about that? Do you feel like you can match or better Man City again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we did it last season, so there's no reason to say that we can't do it again. Obviously, you know, City's form since the return of football has been as ridiculous as it was, you know, two seasons ago when they were, you know, when th that season where they broke the, um, the 100 points tally. So, you know, obviously under no illusions and the fact that they are an incredible side, but so are we. And, you know, if we are, if we bring our A game every single, you know, game, then there's no reason to say that we can't match them. Obviously, you know, 
if I'm going to be realistic, I'm probably going to say that you know City might still. My big my big thing at the moment, Adam Wilborn, is that I would quite like them to lose the Champions League this season so that they'll focus on Europe again next season <laughs> and maybe have their mind elsewhere. But obviously, you know, we don't know as much as I think I was pulling for them to get the European ban. They didn't get that though, and <laughs> they, if that had happened, they would have focused more on the Premier League. So different things considered there. Um, just. Yeah, I, I'm convinced that they're going to mount a, a, a very strong challenge, but, you know, we'll see. One question I wanted to ask you is, will the lack of fans affect Liverpool more, do you think, than someone like a Manchester City? We've you know <laughs> seen the effect that Anfield crowd can have on games. And I feel like, you know, if you're in a, a tight game, one all, you need to get a goal, you need to get a result. I don't know. Would you think that's going to be a factor or not next season? I mean, yeah, I... <laughs> It mentioned like you know the way Liverpool. I think a few weeks ago, I mentioned that the form since football restarted was a kind of a bit wibbly wobbly. It was all over the place, and then they won the then Chelsea beat City, and then they were on the lash for like two weeks. So, <laughs> you know, form kind of went out the window. I mean, yes, you know, Liverpool obviously rely on the Anfield crowd to to you know get those really important results, and it does carry them on and and, and sway them on at times. Um, but equally, you know, they're, they're professionals at the end of the day and they should be able to cope better. And I guess, you know, you have to consider as well that maybe there are players that don't um, play as well under those pressurised environments and may perform better in training. I mean, you know, we didn't really see much of Naby Keita for a good few seasons, at, um, well, literally one season. And then since the resumption of football, he was in ridiculous form for Liverpool. So, you know, so it's all sorts of different variables to consider there. I probably don't think it's a case of, the, the lack of crowd will or won't. I think it will affect different players in different ways. But, you know, certainly it is a big miss for Liverpool on the whole, given, you know, for all sorts of different reasons. Uh, you mentioned Man City signings. Of course, today I've seen Liverpool officially sign uh, Simikas, the left-back as sort of cover uh, for Andrew Robertson. Uh, you've got a sensational squad, of course, at Liverpool. Do you see any other players that you need to sign or areas that you need to strengthen ahead of next season? Yeah, I mean, before uh, the links to, to Thiago happened, I was like, ah, we don't refine a midfield. Now that the links to Thiago have happened, I'm like, yes, give us Thiago Alcantara. I think um, he, you know, we talk about how Liverpool, you know, the most creative through the fullbacks and how that require that creativity on the on the on, in the wide areas uh, means that you need a very hardworking midfield to sustain that creativity. If you, you know, if you're too free flowing or not free flowing, but if you're too um, not robust um, mm-hmm. in, in the middle of the park that opens you up to all sorts of different kinds of vulnerabilities, which is why, you know, you know, midfielders like Jeannie Van Alden, Jordan Henderson are great at running back and forth and doing the basic fundamentals of football. Um, you know, they're very press resistant and all that sort of thing. So I, I guess, you know, if you, you, you looked at someone like Thiago and said, are they the typical industrious Klopp Liverpool type midfielder? You would say no, but on this, you know, at the same time, he's one of the best midfielders in the world, one of the most creative midfielders in the world, and you could see him excelling in that area. And, you know, I think the thing is, if Klopp has asked, you know, the board to sign Thiago, I think the funds are currently being raised through all sorts of different player sales. So hopefully, that's what to happen. Um, I definitely think that having that added dimension to midfield. Would definitely help because there were times, you know, during last season where we looked a little bit limited, and obviously we mm. ground some results out. But I definitely think having some having an asset of that quality in the squad is a no-brainer for the thirty million pound fee that's currently been mooted. Uh, unquestionably, uh, you know, Liverpool got luckier with injuries than, than Man City. I, I don't believe the argument that they were, you know, basically had a perfect season. You lost Allison, you know, you lost several players for for months on end. Um, 
do you be, believe you may need more strength up front? Because, you know, you talk to, to neutral fans and they say, well, you know, if you if you take out, if you if they lost a, a Mane, a Salah, a Firmino for a prolonged period of time, they'd struggle because teams can kind of take this out. Do you think you need to sign another striker? Because I, I have great faith in someone like a Minamino uh, coming through next season. How, how, do you, how do you and other Liverpool fans feel about that front line? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, one of the best front threes in the world. And, and Minamino is an interesting kind of quandary for me because I think he's obviously a talented player. He really stood out in those both legs uh, with RB Salzburg against us in the Champions League last season. There's still obviously plenty more to come with him. The issue in my mind is that I don't know what his best position is. We've seen Klopp try him, well, excuse me, on the, uh, the, the wings, um, but he can play anywhere across that front six and midfield and both the forward lines. And I'm curious to see whether or not he is better suited to a more creative role behind the striker as opposed to leading the line. He seems more comfortable as that false nine role. And I do think that, you know, looking at the age of the front three now, I believe they're all 28th. Maybe Klopp is thinking and they said, well, if we give Minamino time to really mm. make that false nine role his, maybe there's less of a headache to come if Firmino ever, you know, God forbid, is moved on. Uh, I do think that we need more depth in that area, though. You know, it was very publicised, our efforts to get Timo Werner before mm. Chelsea kind of swooped in and, and, and nabbed him. And he would have been a great signing for us. You know, he's, he's, he's versatile as well. He can play on the left. You know, when Nagelsmann came into um, Leipzig, he was playing more of a false nine role as well at times. He'd been more creative. He wasn't simply just running at attack, uh, defenders and running in behind the lines. So definitely a big loss not to get Werner. But, you know, there are different people, you know, there are different forwards that that, that obviously are going to be available. Uh, I think we've been linked to Ismail Assar from Watford, although I mm. do believe that, you know, Lee Kuiper reporting that Crystal Palace have lodged a bid for with Watford for him, so it remains to be seen. You know, I I I've basically just got to tr- trust whatever we're gonna, whoever we're gonna sign. You know, it's it's. You know, I think the only misfire potentially we could have had over the last few seasons has been Dominic Solanke. <laughs> so you know, I mean, I th- I've got to trust in the resources, and you know, I think top priority should be we've got we've got cover for Robertson now, which is a huge relief because I don't mm. think Milner could sustain covering that role the entire time. And he deserves to you know continue playing in midfield because he's always been reliable there. Um, but definitely someone else in the front three because I don't think Klopp fancies Shakiri much. Uh, mm. despite the fact that when Shakiri has played, I've always thought that he's done, well, he's he's not consistent, but whenever he plays, he seems to always nab him with a, you know, a, <laughs> a vital goal or assist. So, yeah, I mean, and Origi as well, he is good, but he's, and I would like to see him stay. Mm. Uh, and I guess it, the thing that people need to understand is that it's not about having someone who is as good as a Salah or a Mane or a Firmino, because that's impossible mm-hmm. um, in terms of actually balancing the squad. But someone who is good enough and understudy who could eventually assume that position in the future, I believe that's who we should be looking at. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Do you foresee any more departures from Liverpool? We've seen Lalana, Lovren go. Uh, any more that you're concerned about that they may be willing to listen to offers for? You mentioned Shakiri there, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah, I mean, I, nothing that I'm really concerned about. I would say I don't see any of the main three leaving this summer. Maybe one or two seasons down the line, you could maybe look at Mane or Salah potentially having their heads turned. I, I, I don't know. Um, and I'm, I'm fairly certain that most people at the club are happy. There is concern over Genie and Van Alden. You know, he's been, contract talks have been going on for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be entering the last year of his contracts. I believe he already has done. And then in January, obviously, he's free to speak to other clubs. So that's concern because I really do rate Genie Van Alden as a midfielder. I think he's fantastic on the ball, a really competent. You know, he, mm-hmm. he's just very functional. Uh, and I feel as though. Sometimes, you know, there were questions about his consistency, but for the most part, I feel as though of the last season, he's really peaked as a player. So concerned about Gini Van Alden leaving. I think we do need to replace him. And, you know, if, if that replacement is Thiago, you could argue potentially that might be an upgrade. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if Klopp isn't going to play Shakiri, then I'm not going to be too fussed about him leaving. A hell of a lot of competition for the, for the midfield places, though, at Liverpool. What's the name? Is, is it Jones, that brilliant young midfielder Jones, you've got? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing as well. We've got loads of exciting youth talent coming through. Um, I think the reason why we've gone out and signed a left back is because one of those promising talents is Salah Rucci. I think, I believe he may be going to, to Norwich. Um, so that's why we've gone into the market there. But, you know, we have Nico Williams, who could probably deputise with Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back. Curtis Jones looks more and more the real deal every time. We, you know, we kind of see him play. So I'm really excited and optimistic about him. And then Harvey Elliott, who has a maturity beyond his years, at the <laughs> age of, what, 17, 18? I can't recall now. He's very young. Um, but he's definitely someone to keep an eye on as well. Uh, tactically, how are you feeling about next season? Obviously, the, the criticism often levelled at clubs that win the league and then struggle the following season has been figured out by our clubs. And arguably, Man City sometimes last season didn't seem to have a plan B other than just put on more world-class players. <laughs> uh, do you think any tactics need to change at Liverpool? Because I have to say, as a neutral, they're an absolute joy to watch, but I'm sure they've put you through the ringer on more than one occasion. I mean, I think there's been some really interesting stuff. Um, I think Pep Yinders, who's the um, the assistant manager, one of the assistant coaching staff at Liverpool, um, he was talking about how halfway through last season, the clubs are beginning to wise up to the fact that, you know, the our main creative outlet was was Trent and Robbo down the flanks, and you know, talking about how they neutralised that threat. So I do believe the more we continue to utilise that system, even though you know we utilise it 
amazingly, uh, roadblocks will occur. And I guess, you know, that flexibility is something maybe to bear in mind. Whenever I've seen us come stuck in a game, uh, it's always been that we've, if we've gone on to win it or, you know, get a result out of it, it's never been a case of we've changed the way we've played. We've always just stuck at it and then mm. gotten a goal that way uh, because we rely on the quality of Trent or Robbo to unlock something or, you know, one of the front three for that matter. So, you know, maybe you do want to see a little bit more flexibility. We've seen Klopp um, and R between, you know, 4-2-3-1 and 4-3-3. He's gone, you know, really kind of cemented on 4-3-3 again. So again, it just remains to be seen. I think there are different ways. You know, he, the way he's gotten his playing is just fantastic, um, and I don't think that needs to change until it absolutely must do. Maybe that's dodging the question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they do need to come up with a plan B already. Um, but for now, it seems to be doing a world of wonder. Yeah, I think I would say um, obviously there's not going to be not going to be a crowd there initially once uh, football returns in what weeks now it seems. Um, I sense there's a feeling amongst not just the Liverpool squad and the Liverpool 11 that are out on the pitch, but also the fans that just because they may have been struggling to get a goal or even be trailing in a game, it doesn't seem there's this air of inevitability about it that just because they're losing right now, they're going to be losing. It's just, I think, I think the fans and the players have learned to just sort of trust the system a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, there were, there were plenty of occasions where we've been down a goal or two and I've not had any illusions that we've come back and win the game because that's just, you know, uh, the, the clock refers to them as mentality monsters because they're, you know, able to overcome those kind of situations and, and, and get a result out of that. And I believe that confidence kind of manifests across the ground as well. I think if you think about the first two seasons where we had Karius and Manule at the back line with Lovren, there was loads of anxiety over kind of that way, but we're so defensively solid now. Uh, we have a you know one of the best attacking forces in the world, so you know it's a case of just yeah that, that I believe you know there's always that confidence there to to go and get the result even if things are looking a bit wobbly, maybe erroneously sometimes because there was that time where we were trailing for to, to City after lockdown. I was like, oh, we'll go, we'll go on and win this, and the third goal went in, and I was like, <laughs> maybe 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 not. <laughs> They'd been celebrating the title a little bit too hard yeah. there, I think. I think with, with as with Man City sometimes, though, when I look at Liverpool and people say, oh, they haven't got a plan B, I think just because you know plan A, when City have, you know, Sterling, De Bruyne, Aguero, etc., and Liverpool have Firmino, Salah, uh, Mane, just because you know the plan A doesn't mean you can stop it. Like, if, yep. even if you shut down all those players for Liverpool, give away a free kick on the edge of the area and TAA is probably going to bang it in for you. Mm, yeah, no, I completely agree. You know, it, it, it's just one of those things where we're finding different ways to score. I think that's the most impressive mm. thing to me. Um, whether it's set pieces um, or you know open attacking play, I believe we've gotten much better at the former over the last season as well. You know, that's thanks to as well to the aerial presence of Van Dijk and and you know um, Matip as well occasionally, mm. but also the quality of delivery from Trent just keeps getting better every season. So yeah, I mean, it's just like you said, the plan A. If the plan A is so good and, you know, even though you, you are aware of it, it's it's much easier said than done to actually go ahead and neutralize that. Even if you end up slowing it down, I, you know, it's it's rare that we'll ever kind of come stuck. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know what if I was to manage a side, even on Football Manager, what the plan is to, to defeat Liverpool, because I felt like. With City, there is a bit of a blueprint there that we've seen it established over the last few years. Whereas it's like, well, if you pr- press Liverpool, you're going to leave space in behind and that's going to get exploited by your pacey forwards and midfield and what have you. Mm-hmm. And if you sit off them, then they've got phenomenally talented ball players that are probably going to exploit that. 
And then if you really just try back to the wall sort of defending, like you say, you're going to give away free kicks, you're going to give away corners. And I don't know how many goals Van Dijk scored last season for <laughs> corners. But it was just, you know, it's it's a it's a tough nut to crack, I think, Liverpool. Uh, I think I know the answer to this, but we're going to conclude by asking about targets for next season. Mm-hmm. Um, you won pretty much everything in the last year, year and a half, due to the ongoing global bastard. What are the priorities for next season? Because obviously... Didn't win the Champions League, but you won that bloody loads. Um, <laughs> and of course, two seasons ago, or season a bit ago, uh, if you'd have offered City the Champions League and Liverpool the Premier League, they'd have both snatched your hands off. So what are Liverpool fans kind of expecting and hoping for next season? Is it just the league? Is it rather than the league, the cha- you know, getting mm-hmm. back and winning the Champions League? Is it the league and a domestic trophy or what, what are you expecting? I mean, yeah, I mean, I want us to see, I want to see us retain the league, obviously. I think that's the big one. I think, you know, we can assert our dominance that way. That would be so great. And, you know, obviously the European pedigree is important too. Um, you know, it's disappointing that we kind of came undone um, when Atletico came to, to Anfield. And, you know, our away form in Europe was a little bit dodgy this season as well. So I think more consistency in Europe would be good. Obviously, you know, we won the Champions League Super Cup and the Club World Cup um, last year. However, I definitely would like to see us go a little bit further in the competition. Obviously, you know, no reason to say why we couldn't win it. Um, I think as well, I would like, I, I don't know if I'm just nostalgic, Willborn, but I kind of want to see an FA Cup again. It's been mm. since 2006 since we last won the FA Cup. So... You know, obviously lost in the final in 2012 to Chelsea. So, yeah, that, I think that's the last time we were in the FA Cup final. So, I mean, yeah, I want to, I want us to see, I want to see us back there again. Obviously, due to the the Club World Cup and those commitments, that didn't end up happening this year. Um, but I definitely would like to see us maybe, maybe go for it again. I don't know. Maybe that, maybe Arsenal have just got that bookmarked and we can't go <laughs> near it. But um, I would like to see an FA Cup, maybe just a cheeky one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting, you know. The the league is obviously just a test of 38 games, which is a hell of a slog. And, uh, you know, it was surreal this season to see Liverpool. I mean, we fans didn't want to say it at the time, but they seemingly had the league sort of wrapped up by Christmas almost. Um, it's going to be a lot a, a lot harder fight this season. Uh, not saying that Liverpool even took their foot off the gas. Obviously, they were chasing uh, all the records uh, that they could in uh, in the last year or so. Uh, how do you see next season going in the league? Um, do you see it getting close to that points total again? Or is it just about, you know, getting that another league title and, you know, proving to United fans this wasn't a one-off and kind of knocking them off the perch as well? Uh, I think they've been well and truly knocked off the perch. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to get comments on you. In a very, very, very long time. Uh, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I just want to see us be successful. If I'm being brutally honest, I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't particularly care how we're successful. You know, silverware at the end of the day is how you prove yourself in football. Whether or not that's a reductive thing to say is up to you know different people. You're ultimately judged on how much you accrue over a given career, which is a sad thing to say. But um, I, I think that as long as we're actually competing and winning things, that is the main thing. I want. I want. I think. The league, you know, it's impossible to predict how it's going to go. Every single year we talk about other sides strengthening around us and trying to close that gap as well. I'm curious to see how much that gap can be closed between, um, you know, the the other top six teams and uh, us and City. But, you know, I think the way this is going to go, I do believe it's going to be another two-horse race. Um, and hopefully we come up the come up with the goods during next season again. Uh, I would love nothing more than to, to retain the title. 
and actually be there when you lift that trophy, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been there like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like four months ago. It's like, oh, yeah, when this is all over, we'll come down to Liverpool and be creating. It's just like, was it going to be September soon? Just like, going to wait forever until we <laughs> could actually just celebrate and just do a thing. I don't know. It's really sad. I'm, 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 I'm good that we missed out on it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's still success and a great achievement for, for the, the squad. And, you know, it is great for the city as a whole, too. So. Well, long may the fairy tale continue for Liverpool fans. It's been a joy to watch, as I said, you and Man City duking it out at the top of the Premier League. And there's going to be some more teams I, I sense competing around you, hopefully, next season. But do let us know your thoughts in the comments section below uh, regarding Liverpool retaining the Premier League title. And don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. You can also take this conversation to Twitter and let us know your thoughts on there. At What Culture FC. Uh, you can follow you and Patterson at you and ruins things. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all, as I said, at What Culture FC. We're going to be trying to talk about all the big clubs uh, heading into next season. So we'd love to know your thoughts on who we should cover next. But for now, this has been it's all kicking off. My thanks to you and Patterson. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.